Hello, this is Adam Pearson. This is the Business Transformation Podcast. I'm known by Bass Business Solutions. We are a company that is is thinking, we're thinking, and I feel pretty confident that we're going to help companies um, really transform their business into the exact business that they want it to be through a series of services that we'll offer that will help you um, trim, trim back uh, any kind of unnecessary costs that you have and then take all that money and reinvest it in sales and marketing, coaching, and then start to build out the structure of your business so that it'll allow you to achieve not your wealth goals. But by wealth, we're defining that as getting more of whatever it is that you want, not necessarily money. Although if you want more money, I think we can help you do that. But we might also be able to help you get more time or be able to do um, your highest value work, create a legacy, or any other kind of goal you're trying to achieve, I think, based on what I've seen and a couple of a couple of things that I've been able to pull off that we can help you do that. So um, today, though, I'm going to talk a little bit about how I've come to be in the place where we currently are in our business. We've been around for seven years. For five and a half years, we had 35 clients starting May 2018. We made the decision to start growing, and now we're up to 150 clients, and that would be 15 months later. So we quadrupled our client, and we're adding 10 to 15 new clients a month right now as well um, as we stand, uh, just for bookkeeping uh, bookkeeping and accounting services. And uh, I want to talk to you a little bit today about how we've been able to churn that out, how we've been able to add that many clients. It's been pretty simple. Unlike a lot of companies, um, our issue has not been selling. Our issue has been operational. And I've talked about that in previous podcasts, so I'm not going to get into it, but I'm going to share more of a positive message today. And that is, I definitely think, I definitely think anybody listening to this could go out and add a bunch of clients. I don't think it's that hard, but you do have to probably overcome some, some insecurities that you might have and you have to get out and sell. And I don't know, is that scary to some people? To me, it's not. I'm naturally an introvert. I mean, I'm an accountant, but I definitely was able to do some simple things that, that made a big impact. And I guess one of the things that that disappointed me over that stretch, even though we we're going so fast, is that if our operations had been better, if I'd been more of an operationally minded person, um, or if I had somebody who was a better operations person on our team, we probably could have, instead of quadrupling, quadrupling we probably could have 10X'd it. I think we can. And hopefully we still will. And uh, I'll tell you what, what we did do. And I know for sure what we didn't do, which we could have done, that would have made us grow even faster. But hopefully I can give you some some good tips, man, some good pointers, and maybe point you in the right direction and give you some actionable ideas that don't cost anything. I didn't even spend any money on marketing. So all I did was put in some time. And or maybe maybe I did spend a few hundred bucks here and there um, to get a few clients. But mostly it was just time and networking and, and following up and that kind of stuff. So I can tell you all about that. Um, if you're listening, you have a service business, definitely it'll work. But... Um, all right, so I'll get into that. But before I get into that, just wanted to talk about a little something that's happening in my personal life that I found to be quite quite enjoyable. Um, I get up early every morning, 4.15 a.m., to get my most important work done at the beginning of the day. And then I usually take a half an hour or an hour off in the morning to cook breakfast and eat breakfast with my family. Um, and that gives my, ch- my wife a chance to take a shower while I look after the three kids. Um, during that time, so I kind of cook and, and catch up with my kids and 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 um, and hang out with them for a little while while that's happening. And then when my wife gets done, we eat breakfast and I get going. So 
here's what happened this morning. I got a six-year-old, a three-year-old, and a six-month-old. Usually in the morning, my six-year-old will come down. He'll kind of sit. He, learned, he, knows, he knows how to read now. So he reads books. So he'll sit on the couch and do some reading. And then my three-year-old will probably go over and try to mess up my six-year-old's reading to try to get some attention. He'll probably do that by jumping on the couch and jumping on the couch in such a way that he will land directly on top of the six-year-old. And then they'll start fighting. I'll probably have to break that up. But then eventually the three-year-old will settle into screaming at the top of his lungs and maybe um, finding some toys he can throw at his brother. Or he'll go downstairs and make a mess in the playroom downstairs. And then we have our six-month-old. What we've been doing, which we're not, I don't think we're going to be able to keep doing this. We're going to have to change our routine a little bit. What we've been doing with him is we'll lay him on his belly to get some tummy time. We'll put a few toys and stuff out there. And um, I'll let him do his thing, and I'll kind of come over and smile at him every once in a while. And uh, I'll do that while I'm cooking. This morning, I cooked omelets. So I broke open the eggs. I'm beating up the eggs. I got the pan out. I'm buttering up the pan. I'm going to make omelets. They usually make a little guacamole to put on the side, make a smoothie. So I'm in the kitchen doing that. And while I'm in the midst of working, I look up, and who do I see? I see Mr. Daniel, our six-month-old. He does not crawl yet, but he has learned how to pull himself along. So he pulled himself a good seven, eight feet from the living room over into the kitchen, and he's got his two little baby teeth growing out of his gums, and he looked up at me, and he gave me this goofy little baby smile with the baby teeth sticking out. And that was really cute, but that also means that he can pull himself over the stairs and fall down the stairs, so we're going to have to get the safety gates up so that he doesn't take a face plant down the stairs like how my um, three-year-old did before we put the safety gates up for him. He didn't do that when he was three. He did that when when he was um, learning how to walk. I guess I probably shouldn't even tell you this. You might think I'm like a negligent parent, but uh, we had just moved into this house and we thought we were keeping an eye on him. And then all of a sudden, like he learned how to walk and he walked straight for the stairs and took a face plant, but he's all right. Thankfully, somebody recommended that we put a strip of carpet on our, wood, our wooden stairs. And he, yeah, he took a little spill, but he's, he's real tough. He's a really tough kid. And, he shook it off, but now we are definitely going to have to put up some safety gates because Mr. Daniel is on the move. And, um, you know, it's funny how how you look at a newborn baby and it seems impossible that they're going to ever be able to talk or, or crawl or walk. And then just like that, it starts happening. So this little guy who was born just six months ago is now going to be mobile. And then right after that, like real soon, he's going to be walking and then talking and then breaking stuff and screaming at the top of his lungs and fighting with his brothers. And that's going to be great and also pretty annoying at the same time. All right. So sorry to get a little bit like nostalgic there on you. Let me get into what I want to tell you about how we quadrupled our client base. And it was really already quadrupled in 14 months. This month, I'm not counting the clients that we've already added this month in the month of August. We're probably up over 150 now. Um, we're adding clients now at a rate of like, somewhere between eight and 15 clients a month. And that's with no marketing and just one sales guy who previously, to when he started working for us in October 2018, didn't have any sales experience. So I don't know what it is, if it's just that, I, I know part of it is that we just offer the service that not that many other people around here offer, which is bookkeeping and accounting. And this is a prosperous area that's been growing pretty fast. And a lot of new businesses are opening. But when we talk to CPA firms around here, they tell us that a bookkeeping accounting company that's trying to scale and grow 
is like a unicorn. There just aren't that many around here, and all these CPAs are always looking for bookkeepers to refer people to. So I'm sure that has something to do with it, but I would also, I mean, I'm sure that has a lot to do with it, right? But I also would like to think that it has something to do with the stuff that we put in play. And also, you know, we have to let those CPAs know about us in order for them to refer people to us, and we got to go win them over. So I'll tell you what we did. Um, starting May 2018, we had 35 clients, which we had gotten over five years. So we're averaging about like seven new clients a year for five for five five and a half years. Some those are like basically the numbers. And then May of 2018, for reasons that I've discussed in other podcasts, we des- we decided that we were going to try to grow our business. And in order to do that, I was going to have to go out and sell. I was a software salesman previously, so I understand some of the dynamics involved of having the prospect, set up sales meetings, show up, show the value, show the solution, and then get some to actually sign a contract, close, move forward, and start start paying you money. So I knew some of that stuff. You probably are going to want to know some of that stuff too. Um, yeah, you're definitely going to want to know some of that stuff if you're not already doing um, successful sales efforts. So the first thing we did. And then also I got some little tricks and stuff I can tell you about that have helped us um, move because what, like a big part of sales is people say yes. And then they don't move forward. It takes a long time to try to get actually sign a contract and pay you. And we've got a couple of cool little things that we put in play that have helped us with that. And I'll give you the specifics on that of exactly how we did it. I think that'll be valuable, but we haven't spent any money on marketing. So Honestly, we quadrupled our client base, but or like more than quadrupled it, but we could have 10x'd it. Um, and I even took months off from selling. So really, we probably have done all this in more like 13 or 12 active months of selling. And for most of the time, like for more than half the time, we've been doing this with a salesman who isn't even like an experienced salesman. Um, so we definitely could have 10x it if we'd spend money on marketing or if I had continued doing the selling, selling some of the owner and I'm, I'm a little more experienced, but pretty soon I'm going to get back into doing the selling myself and I'm going to start spending money on marketing. looks like we're going to get, um, a new operations boss in here who's got tons of operation experience and he helped grow a company from $100 million a year to $800 million a year. And he's going to help us sort of build out some scalability into our operations. And then I'm going to get back on. I'm going to get back on the sales path and we're going to start spending money on marketing and like, we're going to start getting after it and we're going to be offering new services and stuff. But anyways, I'm digressing. I've talked about that stuff um, previously, but look, let me start getting into what I think any local business could do to sell. I think any non-local business could also do this. Doesn't even take any money, just requires straight elbow grease, you know, straight putting in the time, treating sales as if it was, any old job, like when you go to work and say you're um, you're you're, uh, you're a cook at a restaurant. All right, well you show up at the restaurant and you're a cook, like you're expected to stand there and cook for eight hours the whole time. And if the restaurant's busy, then you you know that's it. You're going to be working hard for the whole eight hour stretch. And it's like that with any job. I mean, almost any job, you're going to be expected to show up and put in a solid effort during the whole time. I think what happens with a lot of people. When they start working on sales, they are not diligent and they do not spend the whole time period actually doing the sales work. So that's number one. Like if you are going to propose to start 
growing growing your business and adding new clients, you have to treat your sales work as if it was any other kind of work and be active during the whole period. And at first, when you're just getting started, being active means reaching out. That's it, making contact, cold calling people. Now, in my case, I went out selling door-to-door. And the reason why I went out selling door-to-door is because um, I want to try to catch I want to try to catch business owners. I want to try to catch business owners at their place of work on the spot. And I've always, like when I used to sell software, I always had a hard time getting business owners on the phone by by calling on the phone. Either they don't recognize the number and it goes over to voicemail, or you know the receptionist picks up and she says that they're busy and they can't talk to me right now. But what I've noticed is when I walk into a business, especially if it's the right kind of business, um, you can catch an owner milling around. Or you could catch an owner overhearing you talking to the talking to the receptionist if you talk loud enough. Or you could say, is the owner here to the receptionist? And then she'll say, yeah, what is this about? And then you kind of got your foot in the door. Um, so I, I started off selling door-to-door every Wednesday. And I would walk into a business. And I would go in. I already knew because I remember from sales. I already know. Almost everybody's going to turn, turn me down. And that doesn't matter, right? Because like I said... You have to treat it as if you were a cook in a restaurant. And it's not about if, if people say yes, people say no. It's about you're going to be active the whole time and you walk in and talk to people. So I already knew going in, almost everybody is going to say no to me. That's that's what's up. And I'm okay with that. It's not going to stop me from walking into as many doors as possible because I ain't out there to necessarily um, get everybody to say yes. I'm out there to operate profitably and add businesses. Um with the understanding that I'm going to get shot down most of the time. So I go out, I started going out for, um, started going out door to door on Wednesdays. And what I noticed is I got a lead every two hours. And I, I don't know how that would be for other door to door salesmen. It'd be interesting to see um, how other, other door to door salesmen have fared. I liked it. The reason I liked doing door to door sales, sales is one, I'm an accountant. So I usually would be in the office all the time. But in this case, I was able to actually get out and just like mix it up and interact with people. I like to talk. So it was good to just get out and chat with people and mix it up and see the neighborhoods and get some fresh air. Um, But the other thing I liked about it is it makes you like, it really makes you patient and it makes you oblivious. It starts to make you oblivious to criticism or negativity. It helps you brush that stuff off because if you're going to just go out and get shot down like 40 times in a row, that, that toughens you up a lot. And that's what happened. So I'd go out and I'd be diligent. I would just walk in. I'd say, hey, my name's Adam Pearson from a local bookkeeping and accounting company. We help out a lot of businesses here in the area. Just and usually I'm talking to receptionists. Do you know whether you guys have an accountant on staff or whether you guys are looking for any of that type of help? And almost everybody go, you know, I think we have it under control. I go, All right, no problem. Bam. I leave a flyer. I was taking flyers with me. And actually, I got a couple of calls back on the flyers. But not much action on the flyers, but I'll just leave this flyer that I came up. And the flyer I just made in a Word document and had it printed out at FedEx, black and white, that just kind of described the services that we had. And so I would just leave that behind and then go to the next. So, hey, my name is Adam Pierce. I have a lot of companies here in the area. Do you know if you guys need this kind of help? No. Hey, it's Adam Pierce, et cetera, right? And I would just be doing that for two hours on average. No, no, no. Now we're good. We got it under control. And um, there's so many businesses out there, man, you can do this all day in a big neighborhood. Like I'm in the Seattle area. I've never even gone into in the Seattle. Here's another reason why I know we could have 10 x our business. I never have gone into the biggest markets 
that are around here. I've just been operating in like Issaquah and Bellevue, which are, I mean, Bellevue is a pretty big city and I haven't even fully penetrated into Bellevue, but just operating here in Issaquah, which is a pretty small market, we did this. So I just be out doing that all day and I noticed that I got to lead every two hours. And every, so if I could walk in, if I could walk in and say my pitch and it just takes me like five minutes per door, something like that, probably less, probably like three minutes per door. So in two hours, that gives us 120 minutes. So I call them 40 companies in two hours. So I would get 39 no's and then I would get one, I, I catch the business owner milling around and I give him my pitch and he goes, you know what, man, that's interesting that you came in here with that because I was just talking to the person here that, um, yeah, we do need some bookkeeping help. In fact, we, you know, we're, we're about to apply for a bank loan or, you know, we filed an extension on our tax return, but the deadline's coming up, you know, if I'm in May, 2018, um, they would say, yeah, I filed an extension because I didn't have my financial statements. So yeah, we could use some help. I'd like to set up a time to talk. And so every two hours I get a lead and just to think about the math. So we charge, an average client will probably be charging them like three or four hundred bucks a month for bookkeeping services. And our average client is with us. I mean, our average client has been with us well over a year. So if we just use a year as our calculation and use the lower number, 300, 300 dollars a month times 12 gets you to thirty six hundred dollars. My margin is slipping, but let's just I'm just going to take a super conservative number on what our margin is. We'll just go with like 40 percent. I want to get it higher. But that's, you know, that's kind of like what it's come down to. It used to be a little bit higher. All right, 40%. $3,600 times 40%. Let me think if I can do this math in my head. 360 times 4, 12. I don't have a calculator, but I think it's around like 1400 bucks. All right, so, and almost everybody who took a meeting with me signed up. My close rate is very high. Sometimes it took me many months to reel them in, but my close rate is very high. So that's two hours of work. For fourteen hundred bucks, man, that's seven hundred dollars an hour knocking on doors. Now I'm a business owner, right? So I get to keep all that. If it was a salesperson, I'd have to pay commissions or whatever. But dude, that's 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 pretty good scratch. And um, like I said, our problem was never finding leads and signing them up. Our problem is once we got people to say yes, then I had to um, start hiring more and more people to service it, and things just got a bit unwieldy. So that was one thing. I think. Door-to-door -door selling is less efficient than phone selling, obviously, because you actually have to like walk around, you have to drive to a place and sit in traffic and all that kind of stuff. But I feel convinced that if you treat door-to-door -door selling just like any other job and you really just go ahead and put in the hours and you're just active during the whole time, I think door-to-door -door selling is a very good way to get business. And it is highly profitable, even though a lot of people hate it. So that'd be one thing that I did. And I couldn't do that all the time because I was also the main accountant. So like, I had to also come back and be in the office to, um, you know, to do accounting work. So I couldn't do it every day, but I would do it. I would do it one day a week. And if I'm out there for six hours, I'm getting three deals. That gives that right there will give you like 10 deals a month. Anybody can do that. That's free. It just takes some guts. Um, so that will give you like 10 deals a month. And like I said, sometimes those guys didn't close in the same month. Because when you're selling, like sometimes things drag out, but that's a good one. Second thing is tons of people, tons of people um, find bookkeeping and accounting services by getting a referral from their CPA. You know, the CPA does their tax returns, 
And they are accountants, and a lot of people ask the CPA to do the bookkeeping work for a variety of reasons. Um, CPAs don't like to do bookkeeping, mostly because they want a higher billable rate, and you can't really bill more than like 50 or 60 bucks an hour for bookkeeping, and even that's too much for a lot of small businesses because if you're doing 10 hours of work or something, they might be paying 600 bucks, and they just don't want to do that. It's not worth it to them. So, um, so what we started doing, or actually what I what I started doing, is um, I just went on Google and typed in CPA, and then um, typed in CPA, and then went on to Google. Was on Google Locations, and um, and just found a list of all these CPAs. And I started going to the website. Usually, a CPA firm will have like anywhere between five and like anywhere between five and. 20 or 30 CPAs, and usually all of their email addresses are right on the website. So I just started emailing everybody at the CPA firm. Hey, I'm a bookkeeper. I'm a local bookkeeper. We're taking on clients. Um, can I come by your office and just introduce myself? No big deal. And if you like us, maybe you could refer some book, some bookkeeping work to us. And I got a super high response rate on that. Like I'd say 50% of the people that I wrote said it was okay. So I started um, getting on the phone and going out to going out to offices and meeting with people. And that was that was gangbusters, and like very shortly after that, referrals started coming in. So I think no matter what your business is, if you um, if you start looking at the people who could make referrals to you, and it was good for them too. By the way, it was good for the CPAs too because they need financial statements that are in good shape in order to do their tax returns. So our work facilitated their work, and also if they can refer somebody good to their clients, it's a value add. You know, it makes them look good too. So that was killer. So I would just say if there's anybody out there who um, you do work that is like a prelude to their work and um, they need somebody good to refer them to then I uh, to refer their clients to if you can find out whatever that sort of like that that referral source would be just email them just go onto the Google look for all the businesses that fit the profile go onto their website get their email just write a nice email don't be salesy just hey my name is such and such this is my business this is what we do we're looking for referrals. Do you have any need for your clients? Uh, do your clients have any needs like this so you can refer it to us? Um, so that's easy. And again, treat it like a job. Just do it for like an allotted, an allotted period of time. So that's a no-brainer. Um, and then the third thing I, I tried that I did spend a few hundred bucks on was buying email lists um, off of like InfoUSA or something like that. And that worked too. And that, that's got a good return on investment. The only thing is that um, I didn't dabble too much in that because the other two, the other two, um, the other two, what would be like other two activities were working so well that I, I never really was able to like fully learn how to do the email marketing, but it did work. I did it a few times and pretty much, let's see, we started sending out emails. Like I bought a list of like 500 names and I just started spamming them like every day. And I think you could buy a list of 500 names for like three or 400 bucks. You can get a MailChimp account for a MailChimp account for free. So I just put them all in there. I just, I think I just decided who our best kind of business was and like what the demographics and all that. And I put them in there and I just started writing them something about e like bookkeeping every day. And I think I got, I got one piece of business out of it or maybe two pieces of business out of it. So two out of 500. But again, if you paid 500 bucks and all the metrics are the same, you're like one of these new clients is worth 1200 bucks. And you spent five hours getting, you know, 
sending out emails an hour a day, just like setting everything up, and you end up getting two pieces of business out of it. I mean, but you're still making like 200 bucks an hour at that point. So I think all that stuff is real valuable, and I would just try it. I mean, don't be don't be embarrassed. Don't be scared. Just give it a shot. What I'm going to learn how to do is um, like true marketing. I will maybe like I don't know if I need to put ads in newspapers, or if I need to run ads on Facebook, or so if I need, need to do Google AdWords. Like I'm doing this one funnel away challenge right now. So I know I'm going to be building a funnel um, with click funnels, but I don't know how I'm going to be driving traffic. But we'll, I'll find out. I'll let you know when the time comes. So um, there's some practical advice. Hopefully it'll be meaningfully, meaningful to you. Just do it, man. Or woman or whoever's listening, just give it a shot. All right. It's not that scary to get rejected. It'll make you tougher. And um, you could really grow your business quickly in that way. And I speak from experience. And again, I'm, I'm just an accountant who went out selling door to door and got business. So I'm not some special guy, you know, I'm just a dude who went ahead and gave it a shot and was able to make it work. And I treated it like a cook in a restaurant. I, I clocked in, I did the work and then I clocked out. So give it a shot. Hopefully that'll work. And um, I got to go into another meeting right now. So I'm going to sign off, but I hope you have a great day and I hope your business is going well. And what else could I say? That would be really nice. Um, I hope all your big dreams come true. Talk to you later. Bye.